Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about spiritual magic, the law of attraction, the art of allowing, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. This is season two, episode 20 of the podcast. I'm recording this on Sunday, October 10th, and this episode is going live for the first time on Monday, November 1st, 2021. My name is Colin. I'm a teacher, tarot, tarot oracle card reader, and a singer and guitarist in the band Red Treasure, and I'm located in beautiful, sunny North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Ordnina, and I am a transformational life coach, and I help people shift away from negative thinking, and everything transforms for them. And today, I am recording from La Jolla, California. All right, which is, is La Jolla its own city, or is it part of San Diego? That's a good question. I don't know the exact answer. So okay. I'm not going to say either way. It's close to, <laughs> it's either a part of or very close to San it's Diego. 15 minutes from my house. And people who have never been to Southern California call it La Jolla because it's spelled <laughs> L-A-J-O-L-L-A, yeah. but it's called La Jolla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you're listening to the audio version on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for watching us. If you're watching us on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel, if you enjoy our show and you feel called to like this episode, give us a review, subscribe to or follow the podcast, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. We encourage you to do so as it really helps other people find us and we appreciate your act of support. We hope you had a happy Halloween yesterday if you celebrate that. Uh, we also wish you a Feliz Dios de los Muertos or Happy Day of the Dead, uh, which is today and tomorrow in Mexico, the United States and other places. Um, we also encourage you to celebrate our National Native American Heritage Month here in the United States, which kicks off today, November 1st. Uh, we encourage you to watch documentaries, visit museums, and learn about the history of Native American peoples from long before there was the United States of America all the way to today. Um, each week, uh, we start our conversation from a different jumping off point, and today we are very fortunate and grateful to have a special guest with us today. Today we have Tanya Viejas, uh, who is a practitioner of a special form of healing that incorporates uh, yoga, crystals, and Reiki. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yay, Tanya. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored and blessed to be here. We, we feel similarly. We're, we're really glad you could. Thank uh, make you for that. blessing us with your presence. We appreciate yes, it. Absolutely. So I just wanted to start out, Tanya. I mean, I've you and I have been friends. Uh, we met through our mutual friend, Shishi, who was on one of our episodes in season one. Um, who was, uh, we had a great time when she came on. Um, but once I got to know you, I've actually um, used your services. Like you've, I've had healing sessions with you where you've done this amazing uh, combination or convergence of yoga and Reiki and crystals. So my first question to you, I'm just curious about the, if you could tell us how you got into that mode of healing. Like what was your journey that took you from not doing that to what you actually do today to help people heal? Sure. So really quick, I know my name is in Spanish and it's really hard. It's Villegas. So it's the double L, the pollo, Villegas. I think the first time I've ever said your last name out loud was just now. 
on the podcast, <laughs> on the internet for the whole world. And that would just make sense that I totally messed it up. So my but apologies. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. So gosh, I mean, I could go for so long on this or, um, I could just touch on the, the important parts. So, um, I mean, it really just started because I suffered a traumatic brain injury and um, coming out of it wasn't what I expected. I was 16 and I guess I just wanted to have my life back and how it was before. But it's like now that I think of it in retrospect, of course, it's like bringing a veteran smack dab right where he was before and expecting him to live a normal life and go back to the normal routine. Mm. So, um, sure. I wasn't in battle and, and didn't see the horrific things that some soldiers and warrior, um, victims see, but it is a transformational and it is a traumatic experience. And so, um, I did just that. I thought I could come back into my life and just kind of pick up the pieces and just go. So I tried that and it didn't work. Um, I was in college, my last year in college and I almost um, took a medical leave of absence. Like I cannot do this, I can't finish. Like I'm gonna go and do something because I'm so depressed and so anxious. So I um, saw a therapist at CSUN and really, really helped me and it helped um, the parts just kind of put myself back together and make me more functional. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm right. I'm ready. I'm fixed. You know, let's just go, you know, again, it happened. And so, um, I wonder why in my twenties, like I was just feeling so depressed and I didn't know why, um, things would happen. And of course, you know, as life brings strife and struggle, you know, it doesn't help with the already accumulation of the trauma and the things we need to heal from. So it just keeps adding and adding. And I just noticed I was always going out and drinking and like running away from the things that I really needed to look at. And um, anyway, long story short, I finally found my way to Reiki um, through what is called WeSpark. And it's an organization for people with cancer or um, family members of cancer patients. And so my aunt uh, is a cancer survivor. And so she would go there and she was like bringing me along, like there's a Reiki practitioner, you should come and see. Mm. And so um, that's how I started. And once I got into Reiki, and I, I kept seeing my Reiki practitioner, Wendy, who is actually now my um, Reiki teacher. Um, I, I started realizing that there's so much more to pain than like, oh, you were in a car accident, and you physically got hurt right? There's emotional pain that causes actually that physical pain to come up. And um, I got into, um, I met some other people through a friend. I met this woman who referred me to like crystals and she was like, okay, she did like a little mini healing with me. And then she was just telling me like, you need this crystal, you need that crystal, da, 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 da. And she was like, actually, there's a really close by, um, crystal store that you can just go to and so I went it's called the native spirit lodge in Woodland Hills 
And I went and I just got a bunch of crystals and I started wearing a bunch of crystal bracelets and I started to intuitively put them on top of my body. And I actually looked online. This is when I started like my self-study. Then I was like, okay, chakras, bracelets, what goes where and what is what? So that's when I started out looking and finding out about our chakra system. And then I started placing this actual carnelian bracelet on my sacral chakra and the citrine on my solar plexus. I just have like distributing bracelets along my chakra line. And that's when I started to look into and learn about the chakra systems and how crystals can help. And then um, I just started to work for a yoga studio, Yoga Works, and then I became a yoga teacher through that. It was just like a process and working at Yoga Works, then I was like, oh, I want to be a yoga, a Reiki instructor or a Reiki practitioner. And one of the teachers referred me. So it just kind of like started to click into place. But I still, at that moment, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going to do for work. Like I was a nanny. I was not really satisfied. Um, but I was just kind of going with the flow. And then Yoga Works was offering a discount for teacher training. And I was like, okay, well, I'll take it. You know, I'll take the discount to become a teacher. Like, and just things started to kind of go in that route. And everyone that I worked with at the yoga studio was like, oh, you should become a yoga teacher. And, you know, they were always just gravitating to me, like coming to me with advice or for advice and like asking me about things and I, I don't know. It was just interesting. And so um, why, how am I going to tie this all together? Uh, let's see. So then I started to make crystal bracelets and I was like, okay, I want everybody to like use crystals in their life. And it's easy when there's bracelets. And so I also realized like every time I bought a bracelet, I had to actually take it apart and make it smaller because it was like made for a man's wrist or something I don't know they're always so big and so I was like I'll make them different sizes small medium large you know and so I started making bracelets and when I was making bracelets I was like oh there's a thing called crystal healer like I'll do that so then I can know more about crystals and then be more legit so then I'm like Reiki practitioner crystal healer and then the last thing was a yoga teacher I was like I can put all of these things together as I've been using it for my own healing because yoga was super helpful for me, like getting into my body and moving the energy and um, really finding that like center, that stillness that it creates. And I remember finding myself like crying during Shavasana, during the last pose. I was like, why am I crying? You know, like what's going on? Um, but I knew there was something there. It was transformational, you know? And I was like, okay, put these things together and create this amazing experience. And so actually, Colin was one of my first clients or oh. my first students because um, we had been going to an angel circle weekly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Pretty much. And um, a few of us kind of gathered together for a couple of you know, little sessions with each other, just trying to help 
guide each other and give suggestions. And it was really lovely and wonderful and supportive. And he was like amazed of the whole thing um, after the session. And I was like, okay, this is like a real thing. It's not just like something that I'm trying to like pull things together. Um, and from there, I, um, I guess I just started little by little and that's how it all came about. That's beautiful. Could you go back? Well, I, there's a couple things. I'd love for you to go back when you said you were in that yoga pose towards the end of the yoga and these emotions came up. Cause I, I really want to have you explain like what was going on and, and the benefit of that. Um, but it really sounds like you were in the flow. You mentioned it before and you just, you followed your interests and you didn't really know, but you had this open mind and, and then you were led to this and to this and then the angel circle. And then it was like, you got a ton of, it sounds like you got a ton of support along the way. Like you were really being guided and spirit just kind of led you. Like, would you have ever thought that because of this brain injury, that then you would be where you are today because of that incident? No, I felt honestly, and sometimes I, I'll be honest, like sometimes I do go back and um, I felt like doomed. Okay, this happened to me and now this is how I am because of it. And I'm not really a fan of it, right? Like it, it felt like, a lot more challenge than the other person but it's always like the grass is greener on the other side like I have no idea what the other person is going through and so it's it's really irrelevant but um yeah so in the moment of course one doesn't feel supported like I didn't feel supported but Colin and our other friend um Michelle we were just like oh my gosh, we, we, we were supporting each other. And um, it was just so amazing because it was exactly what needed to happen. And um, it, it really was a support and it really was like a guiding little by little and um, definitely going with like interests and possibility was another thing that was really awesome because in the moment I was like, okay, well, I'll just do this and see, you know, what happens. I didn't have, I really didn't have an ulterior motive aside from like, okay, this will help my jewelry brand. You know, I'll be able to, um, be a little more in the know about what I'm doing. Um, and then I'll just add that um, I always had the teacher training in the back of my head. Um, but I was like, yeah, you know, maybe in April. And if it's in April, then I'll do it with David Lynch. And so it was pretty specific that I did that. And my friend was like, oh, are you going to do the next teacher training? She was already enrolled in the present one. And I was like, I don't know. She's like, David Lynch. And it starts in April. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's great so I was like yeah you know like it was exactly what I wanted and how I really called it in um that was really cool to see 
Yeah, I think, you know, I'm listening to your story because I heard parts of it that I'd never heard before. So I was really fascinated by it. I mean, it really seems like because, you know, we have we've had lots of different healers on the podcast as guests and and the theme that Stephanie and I keep seeing in it because of what our sort of specialty is, is how almost every mode of healing like helps you get into alignment with your true self which helps you align with the universe, which helps you kind of, you know, welcome in the life that your spirit truly wants for you. And as I listen to your story, it's not necessarily that you were like headed off in a bad direction before the, um, the brain injury incident. It's just that you, for whatever reason, you weren't on the best track for your spiritual journey, you know? And I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, having this kind of, almost mission put in front of you. Like you can't go back and do your old mission. You have to do this new mission and having that kind of internal feeling of like, well, I don't really want to do this new mission. Like I want to go back and do my old mission, <laughs> you know, but the fact that you are open to it and you allowed yourself to just sort of like, Stephanie sent me this uh, quote from Abraham this week and I put it on my bulletin board up here because it blew my mind literally, even though I should know this, especially from doing two seasons of this podcast, but it's uh, meditate, think happy thoughts, follow your impulses, live happily ever after. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and I just, it blew my mind because we can make life so complicated, you know? Like I've done, I've had that experience, not maybe at the level of, that you had it after your incident, but that, that experience of like, life is clearly trying to take me in this other direction and I'm fighting it and I'm like trying to analyze it, figure it out and figure out how I can do something else or why I shouldn't do this thing or whatever. And I'm making it complicated instead of really being open to the opportunities that the universe is presenting to me. And I think what in that moment, what I miss out on is maybe what I want is on the other side of this mission that's in front of me that doesn't thrill me at, at this exact moment, you know, or I didn't, I, I didn't think of myself as doing this mission, you know, at this point in my life, but maybe what I truly want is still on the other side of that. If I just trust and, you know, open up to it. And I think that's, that's one of the amazing things about your story is like, even though you had that resistance that most humans have, you know, you, you gradually opened up and was like, Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I'm supposed to be doing this. And I guess I'm supposed to be doing that. And you allowed yourself to fall in love with these things. And what I love about what you do, I like one of my favorite things is people who bring different things together. I don't know why, like ever since I was a little kid, like I was writing short stories and I was taking the characters from Star Trek and Star Wars and like other movies and like putting them all in a story together. And people would tell me like, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? It's awesome. Like, <laughs> but um, now they have the Avengers and we love it. <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started. I, okay. <laughs> I read the Avengers in the 1980s when everybody said it was the worst comic book. Everybody was like all into Spider-Man and Batman. And I was like, I really like the Avengers. And I was like, that's so lame. Like years that's later. That's why you liked it. How cool. Yeah. Because you were doing that as a kid. Also, I'm psychic. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I love about, what I love about your modality of healing, and I, I didn't, I haven't had, um, I had, I had an instructor for a while in New York who did like a yoga Pilates kind of fusion, but I never had a specifically yoga, um, teacher. And what I loved about, but what I loved about working with you is that, for me, I'm in my head like way too much. And it's really helpful for me to get into the body mm -hmm. 
and yoga really helps me do that. But it also, because I'm in my head a lot, getting into my body is very uncomfortable at first. And as amazing as the yoga poses that you, you walk me through are, they also bring up a lot of like kind of uncomfortable stuff. And what I love about the Reiki and crystal part of what you do is that for me helps like settle that discomfort down and like brings me open to the real healing of the yoga. Whereas, you know, if I, if I only had the yoga, I'm sure it would help me, but I also feel like I would be very uncomfortable and like, you know, might, might not do it again for a while or might be cranky later in the day. And I think when people are starting something, especially that, that discomfort of the new thing, it's always exciting to start something. But then when you get into the meat of it, quite often new things just have a discomfort because we're not used to doing them. And I think the crystal healing and the Reiki healing that you do is like so like centering and calming. Like I just felt, you know, I, 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 I remember my first session with you and I was like, the, the yoga was great, but it was also demanding. And it was like, I don't want to say stressful because it wasn't like, I wasn't worrying about anything, but it was like, there was discomfort to it. But then the crystal and the Reiki around that really helped me like, just be with it and just like accept what was what the healing that was coming from it. It's really incredible. Like, it's really incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'll get I'll get but yeah, you know, going back to your question, Stephanie, as far as like, it, it, just to put it together with Shavasana, the end pose, um, and, it, and it may not even come at the end pose, you know, like the emotions, it may come during, like Colin was saying, like, hmm. yeah, I believe yoga can be stressful, you know, because we're not, when we're beginning, we're not used to like focusing on the outer hip, like what the heck, you know, we're focusing on our to-do list and what we should have done and could have done and would have done in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So when we are having to actually be in this moment and focusing on that damn outer hip, we are causing ourselves some stress because the mind wants to go back to its habitual pattern. Hmm. And so it can happen then and it can be, bring frustration and pain and even anger and just like an aversion. And um, that's why some people don't come back, you know, like I know Colin, you're saying sometimes that's why maybe, you know, others won't come back. And that is predominantly a big reason. Um, but for me, Shavasana, the teacher, she was talking about like how, I don't know, it was just really lovely and, and really just like gentle and stating that, um, just allowing our emotions to arise. And I was feeling so much and it was just this deep sadness. And that really to someone that's new because I was newer at the time when I was taking this I didn't know what the hell was happening you know like I'm in a yoga class I'm supposed to be happy or I came happy uh, you know unbeknownst to me but now all of this sadness is coming up and I remember just like beginning to cry and I remember I took up like I, I got the courage to like tell the teacher like 
I don't know what it is, but every time I'm in Shavasana and you say that, like it was a, 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 the same statement she would make every time. It brings a lot of like sadness and emotion from me. But at the time, I don't think the teacher knew how to handle it. So she was like, oh, okay, have a good one. <laughs> you know? and I was like, oh, <laughs> like I just like deflated. Um, it was, by the way, at 24 hour fitness. So kind of makes sense. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's a good one, right? So there is a, a long pause because I didn't um, continue my membership. But when I actually got back to yoga was when I was more in tune, more knowing of that was when I was already making crystal jewelry. And I was already like getting Reiki uh, sessions from the practitioner. So I didn't so much need to go and tell the teacher like how I was feeling. <laughs> I kind of knew then it was like, oh, but it wasn't happening anymore. So that was cool. But I did hear like coworkers tell me about it. I was like, oh, you know, this is a thing. Mm. And um, so, yeah. And, you know, to talk about the crystals and the Reiki portion of it, it, it helps you ground and really um, feel like you're comforted and supported. Mm. And um, it's like this, almost like this, like, little cloud that you're in and um at times you know reiki and crystals can bring up things just like yoga but i think mm -hmm. it's a lot more subtler and a lot more gentle how do you can you talk a little bit about how crystals work i mean i know those of us that are into crystal healing like we understand it but i mean there may be people listening that have no idea how they actually work like why does put why does putting a certain rock on your on a certain place of your body do something? Like how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, so crystals emit this certain type of energy, and all of crystals are pristine and perfect, and they harmonize our energy system. And some crystals, like I'll say carnelian, activates the sacral chakra, and the sacral chakra has to do with the pleasure principle. Um, uh, creativity, fertility, uh, vitality. And um, so with this specific crystal, if you place it on your sacral chakra, then that sacral chakra, um, they're basically both associated with each other. Um, sacral and carnelian are a match by not just the traits and the healing um, properties, but also the color. So sacral chakra is like orangey red and then so is carnelian. So that's a cool way to like start to use crystals is like, oh, okay, look at the chakra system, look at their colors and then match the color to the chakra. Um, but using the crystal will emit that type of energy and will um, activate that type of energy and really envelope you with that supportive energy that you're seeking specifically those things. Um, but we have more than one chakra. There are more than one crystals. Um, you know, we can use, I mean, there's like endless amounts of crystals that you can use for whatever you're looking to gain. And um, it, it's a little overwhelming 
um, like for me personally, I, I kind of don't feel super confident in crystal healing because there's so many crystals and my brain can't store all of it. Um, and I'll use like my books and stuff. And, um, then I go into this comparison where like other Reiki or crystal healers don't have to do that. And like people think I'm a fraud, you know, so compare and despair. Ooh, that's just a little silly side note of mine, but yeah, it's best to use your intuition when you pick a crystal and you know, if it's shiny and beautiful and bright to you in the store and you're like, I like that, grab it and buy it, Mm -hmm. you know, what it is like, get it later after you purchased it but um yeah it's calling to you like they have their way of like bringing attention to you and they're really asking for you to like start working with them Mm -hmm. that's awesome i feel like when we talk about um that what comes up for me is that so i was having a conversation uh yesterday with someone about vision boards, which I told Stephanie on text message yesterday, we need to do an episode just on vision boards. Cause it's like, that's something that a lot of people, even if they haven't heard of the law of attraction or crystal healing or anything, like they've heard of vision boards. Um, but this person was asking me like, why, why do they work? And I said, you know, it's not like vision boards are some one-off magical thing that do some weird thing that nothing else does. Like what a vision board does is it, you know, you put things on it, that resonate with who you really are and what you really want in your life and the the goal is like you look at it it makes you happy and then you're creating that energy and that vibration with your mind with your body with your emotions and but all of that is really just you know trying to lower the defenses or reduce the resistance or you know allow get into a place as we talk about here of allowing instead of forcing or grabbing or or deflecting crushing blocking yeah or blocking yeah and so that's that's what i feel like is so cool about the crystals is that you know they're basically from like you say they're they're perfect like and and we're talking about the 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 internal structure of them you know like from a scientific standpoint they're perfect they they come from the earth and that's they have this particular structure and that's what makes them crystals and so they're 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 giving off this vibration they're radiating with this particular energy and it's like you get to use that to help lower your defenses your blocks you know because if if like our pure spirit it seems to me it doesn't really need like if we're talking about our actual spirit or soul or whatever your vision of that is without the human mind without the human body we don't really need vision boards or crystals or anything like that like because we're connected to the universe that creates everything but the thing is we are in these human bodies having this human experience and most of us have had some kind of trauma and what trauma just naturally creates is resistance blocks you know all these different things and so i think one of the things that's really cool to me about crystals is like you're you have something available to you that's already resonating with the energy that you want to be available to and and you may have a block but by you know holding that crystal close to your body or putting it on a bracelet and and walking around with it all day like you are allowing in a in a sense you're allowing mother earth's natural power to help align you so that you lower your blocks and defenses and you attract you know whatever that element is more of it into your life whether it's health or 
you know, romance and dating opportunities or business opportunities and money and all that kind of stuff. And people, I can understand people being skeptical about like, well, how can a rock help me make more money? And it's like, well, if you have, I mean, there's probably a longer, more complicated explanation of it, but at the simple, simple level, if you have a block to, you know, something in trauma in your trauma history makes you blocked to money. I mean, really what that is, is a block to sustenance. It's a block to nourishment because that money is how we nourish ourselves. You know, it's how we buy food. It's how we pay for shelter, that sort of thing. So that's a very primal thing. That's not, even though we know that, you know, money is like a modern thing, you know, in the world and all you're doing, if you have a crystal that helps with a bun, you know, with fun, you know, it's like, how can a rock, you know, help with financial abundance. I mean, all you're doing is you're taking a rock that is naturally giving off the energy of attracting sustenance and you're using that to lower your blocks and defenses to that so that you welcome in more sustenance or more money. And it doesn't have to, it's not really that complicated. It's actually really simple when you boil it down. <laughs> yeah. And taking it to that, like connection of the earth and how we are really just souls trapped into bodies. Um, it's that connection that we're naturally aligned with using these crystals are like mother nature's gifts for us. And these are mm. what we should be using, mm. just like using plant medicine, you know, um, and breath. That water, natural, breath, yeah. water, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. so we would not exist without water. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then I don't know if a lot of our listeners know about Reiki. I don't even think we've really. I was going to say like Tanya has this very special triad that she does, but she's also the first yoga teacher we've had on the first Reiki practitioner we've had on and the first crystal healer we've had on. So yeah. it's Yay. like trifecta. Yeah. Could you um, explain a little bit about Reiki? Yeah. So Reiki is a channeled energy that comes from the purest and highest level of consciousness. So whatever you deem divine, God, Allah, saints, archangels, deities, could be all of them because that's me. <laughs> and um, it's coming from this pure energy. Practitioners serve as a channel. So just as a vessel for this energy to flow through and to whoever is receiving it. And um, because it's energy, time and space has no relevance in it. It is beyond time and space. So I can actually send Reiki to past trauma, past history, past events, and or send it to future and obviously present. So it's pretty abstract as all of these modalities are um, and very quantum because it is beyond our minds. Energy is just, we can't see it. It's felt, experienced and, um, you know, just like with crystals, it's like, okay, I'll just hold a rock and it'll whatever. You know, it's Reiki, like you'll hear the explanation and you're like, mm. so a lot of the time, right? A lot of the time. I have, I have a story, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Um, so with 
with me because I am very, very analytical. I'm very in the head as a Gemini and um, generating manifester in human design. Um, I have to provide that information in the beginning of a session to people that have not experienced it. Like I do Reiki sessions for CSUN, for Cal State Northridge, and there'll be students and faculty and I'll give that description and I'll tell them like, you know, it sounds crazy, but we'll just experience it. And then we'll talk about it, how you feel afterwards. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an easily judged trait or a judged modality, I feel like. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. several years ago, I took a Reiki practitioner one class. And um, I had completed it that afternoon and went to see my stepdad who um, had been sick with a cold, had, you know, had cold, chest cold for weeks. And he said upon seeing him, yeah, I haven't been able to breathe for like three weeks or whatever, you know, like through his nose or whatever. And I said, oh, I just learned this, you know, Reiki. Can I use it on you? And he's like, sure. So I stood behind him, you know, with my hands just above his shoulders and I did the Reiki that I had learned and when I finished he's like Steph I can breathe <gasps> I could breathe through my nose and that was the first time in weeks I'm like oh my god you know it was like my first experience of you know having helped someone with Reiki and I said to him I go I think I called him like a few days later I go oh would you do me a favor and write me a testimonial and he started hemming and hawing well you know Steph I don't know that it really worked and and I can't tell you how much he thanked me when we, when we finished it. And he was like, whoa. And then, and then his analytical mind, you know, he started questioning his experience. Mm. And then he's like, I can't. And so I think that happens a lot with, with energy work in general. Like we really question, did that really happen? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll have, um, you know, uh, clients or students that will experience it and then they'll be like I felt this and I felt that and I saw this and I and all like just like wonderful things and they're like but I don't know what it was and I'm like (laughs) 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 and I'm like well it was Reiki you know like the acceptance of it is really difficult to to take in because it's not we're often um, like society doesn't, or now I think it's a lot more common and a lot more people are like seeing the energy or um, seeing energy content and in media, it's a lot more available, but there's still that analytical brain that's like, oh, but I don't know what it is. You know, like maybe it was just me. I hear that a lot. You know, it was just, maybe it was just me. I don't, I don't know what that was. And I'm like, okay we'll just leave it there. <laughs> you know, what's weird to me about that um, because I'm, I'm the one, uh, I don't think Stephanie doesn't seem to have any skepticism about anything anymore, which I greatly admire, but I was born, I was like raised to be a skeptic. And so getting, uh, allowing myself to, you know, go to angel circle and, and open up to my medium abilities and all these other things, you know, has been challenging at times, you know, but 
Um, so I'm, the, but I'm the one that still talks about skeptics, and I think it's good that I'm here because there there are people who wanna wanna Absolutely. take advantage of these healing modalities that are available to us, but they have some some you know they have some mental resistance around it. What what surprises me about when something works like that, and then they have and someone has doubts about whether it was that thing that did it. My my thing is always, who cares? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Good point. Uh, it really Why seems do like, have to, yeah, yeah. Because I always think that, like, one of the ways that that the the blocks or defenses or resistance we have from our earlier trauma, the way it manifests, is a desire to control what is not our job to control. It's to control things that the universe is actually by the way, controlling just fine all the time, but we want to step in and we want to grab control. And I feel like that's, that's the thing that doesn't make any sense when the skepticism hits in that scenario is that, you know, it's, it's, it's that it's not just that they want to understand what made it happen. It's like, they have to have proof. And if they can't have physical proof that they could demonstrate to everyone, then they're actually going to go the other way and say, I'm not even sure it actually worked. And it's like, why would you, get healing that actually did some good stuff. And then just because you want to control it, say that it didn't help you or, or something like that. You know, it's like a lot of people really struggle with just something mysterious that they don't fully understand helped them. And I, I'm just sort of like, take the help. Don't like, why question it? Who is going to get hurt by you not controlling how that healing happened? You know what I mean? It's yeah, weird. I think for me, I, I like to say too, I'm like, well, you know, and, and if anything, you know, if you're still not sure about it, at least you get to meditate and you get to feel somewhat comforted or be in, in peace. And, you it know, it really softens just, the resistance. Yeah, that it? just yeah. gives them like a, okay, Permission. Well, like, yeah. And, and I like that. With, with people like that, that, find the extreme like oh but I don't really know if it was you know I don't know what it was and are kind of a little more adamant about it it's it's um I see it as just like not really a time for them to explore yet the the experience maybe um and it's also like it's also with divine timing, you know, like that's a, that's another important thing with Reiki, especially is that um, it's not this thing that is like, okay, so your intention is to become um, abundant, you know, uh, financially. Well, if they haven't learned the lessons that they needed to learn to understand what abundance is and, um, what that you know being grounded and found um sorry being grounded and knowing that we're always um being supported um then the reiki is not going to completely heal and just like be this fixer of like okay woof, hocus pocus like you're abundant like it actually waits for the person um, to learn their lessons mm -hmm. and those lessons need mm -hmm. to be learned for the healing to be done. And, um, mm -hmm. there's these two things that happen during a Reiki session, there's receiving and there's releasing. So mm -hmm. you're either ready to release 
born from it or you're receiving some healing or it could be both but the, that prominent feature of like um we're not going to it's just like free will you know we're not going to come in and try to cure this thing because this thing is here for a reason mm-hmm. and once that thing that person understands why it's there then we're able to work more with that Tanya that's beautiful I love that because that's so true right I mean I've had I remember years ago listening to, I don't, maybe Tony Robbins or someone, and they were giving an example of a woman who had gotten in a car accident. And we've talked about this before. Like there's nothing's bad, right? Like your brain wasn't bad. But, um, and, and then he told her story and he's like, yeah, if she had not gotten in that car accident, she wouldn't have been able to see like the work she was doing wasn't really for her. And it gave her some time off and she was able to heal. And then she was guided towards some work that she really loved. And she may have met the man of her dream, whatever it was. And so, um, and then something else I want to reflect back on is when you talked about yeah, it wasn't all, it didn't go smooth. And I definitely like went down that rabbit hole of negative thinking and felt horrible. Like, yeah, that's all part. Like I feel that oftentimes Colin does too. We don't even try to say like, we're always like happy joy 24 seven, but that it seems more often like I, what I hear that you probably did was just like you kept putting on the boots and just kept, you know, picking yourself up and moving forward. And I think with anything that's, that's always it's like oh let, okay what would be better right now what would feel better what oh how am I thinking what am I feeling how can I what can I do to take care of myself and and in depression and um and focus you know it's like if you would have just focused on your accident and how my life is over yeah we're going to perpetuate that right law of attraction is always energetically responding to us and then we're just going to get more of that where it sounds like you just kept wanting to feel better even though things were rough (laughs) and that because you had that and I like to think of it as an innate desire to okay I need help I need something that you kept seeking that and you kept getting it um <laughs> I don't know where else I was going to okay. go with that, but yeah. Period. <laughs> Period. I, before, because um, we're we're running out of time here, but um, I did just want to ask you, Tanya, if you and this is a big ask, but can you talk briefly about specifically why yoga is important and how it's helped you and how, what you've seen it um, do for other people that you've worked with? Yeah. So um, yoga is important because. It is a way to feel embodied. So oftentimes I think a lot of us kind of walk around in these neat things. Neat suits. <laughs> don't, really, don't really pay attention to it. And um, we may understand like, oh, after a massage or during a massage, you're just like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't know I had pain there. What? You know, really? <laughs> All these questions start coming up. And so because we don't and can't always get a massage every week or twice a week, um, I feel yoga is a way to like get to know the body um, on a personal level without someone really touching you. 
right? Mm -hmm. So you're actually like on the mat, rolling and rocking and like, oh, my right rib, oh, my left hip. You know, you're starting to connect with your body. And um, I think that connection with body, there's a connection to mind and there's a connection to soul. So it brings that whole trifecta together in the practice. Um, I think that's super important is to connect to your body because it is our house. And if we nourish it, then it's going to be good to us. And that's going to look differently from one person to the next. But, you know, we talk so much about, you know, society talks so much about diet and, and eating healthy. And when you're in a yoga practice, like you see how important that is. You know, like you understand different aspects of yourself in such a raw and like, like, oh yeah, I know maybe eating that burger super late was not a good idea because I feel really bloated and it's like impeding in what I need to do. And it could be yoga and it could even be like an exercise class, but it's just really bring it, it, it to your attention. Um, Tanya, does yoga, does yoga help with digestion? Yoga helps with digestion. Um, you know, it's in the ancient texts that like certain poses help with digestion, like twists okay. and stuff. But, um, you know, then science comes and it's like, no, not really. But I think it just helps overall with health. Yeah. Um, well, even when you were talking about it earlier at the beginning of this episode, I was like, just noticing like, oh, how do my shoulders feel? Oh, like being, I was, as you were speaking about yoga, I was just noticing all <laughs> my tension in my shoulder, <laughs> you know? So it was really like, yeah, it was great because I was like, because I do hold a lot of tension in my shoulders. Um, yeah. But I, I had a friend once say, Ruby, she's like, oh, I could get a massage every day. And I'm like, every day? Like, I don't think I could get a massage. Every but after getting a massage, it's wonderful in the moment. But then I'm back to doing whatever it is that I'm doing that's causing that stress. And so it's temporary. Where I know like getting it regularly is super beneficial but you talking about the yoga specifically, it was like, oh yeah, just being present, just noticing what's going on. And, and really quick, just to add, like bringing awareness to your tendencies as far as like where you experience stress. And, um, you know, like there's a lot of people in yoga and poses that are always raising their shoulders up and like super tense in warrior too, you know, or like <laughs> maybe cranking the neck and like warrior one. And so it just brings awareness. Like I'm constantly telling you that you have to keep your chin parallel to the floor. And what does that tell you? Like that you create tension or you carry tension in your neck. So for me, I also used to do that. And I also used to do that. So I'm just bringing it to me um, that it's something that we take on and off the mat. And I'm going to make a quick plug for you. Uh, 
because that's another thing that I was just really, I, I'm continually blown away by anytime I have a lesson with you, which is that um, I think, you know, there are people who are great at doing yoga, but in order to be a great yoga teacher, you have to be great at doing it and you have to be great at helping other people do it. And I don't think those things go together automatically. <laughs> um, and one of my fears about taking a yoga lesson is what I knew ahead of time, I really struggle with perfectionism. And I, and so that makes me sometimes avoid, you know, teachers or situations where I hear like they're very, you know, hardcore or they're, oh, they're really, they really drill it into you or something like that because not that I know some people are helped by that methodology, but for me, it, it triggers my perfectionism. I end up feeling bad about I'm doing this healing thing and I end up at the end of it feeling bad about myself. It's like completely upside down. And um, all the lessons I've had with you, you have a very amazing talent at being able to guide the person into the correct pose and even say, you know, which happens a lot, like, okay, you're you know, your wrists are, <laughs> you know, your wrists are completely, you know, tense. Can you just relax your wrist just a little bit or something like that? But I mean, honestly, every time I've had a lesson with you through the whole thing, I feel like you are like a gentle, loving, you know, supportive guide through that process. You're not a, you know, you're not a drill sergeant or anything like that, because it is important. Like for me, like my body is, I just haven't taken very good care of it, frankly. So, I mean, it, my natural poses are really messed up. So there's a lot to correct, <laughs> you know, when I get, when I'm trying to get into a particular pose, but you know, every time I've had a, a lesson with you, you've been able to guide me into that. And I just feel like, so, you know, supported and cared about, not like do this, do that kind of thing. Not, not that a lot of yoga teachers are like drill sergeants, but I felt like I could see myself even with somebody who's not, you know, mean or anything, but somebody who's just like constantly correcting me and being like hard on myself, like, oh, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. Well, screw this. I'm not doing yoga again, <laughs> you know, and you just have this really beautiful way of just, you know, guiding me through it. And what that helped me find from, from the limited experience with yoga that I, that I've had through you is that, um, just, you know, aside from the overall health effects and, and just, I think it helps people get centered. You know, I, I think a lot of people experience the benefits the same way they do as meditation. Like it just helps you get more clear, less in the crazy of the day, less, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But what I experienced was just that like my body like feels like, and I ne never experienced this until I did yoga with you. Like it, my body wants to go into certain positions. Like it feels really good to be like in balance physically in your body like if you have all you know if you're in one of those poses and you have your hands on the floor and your feet on the floor and your body is in balance there's a feeling to that there's an emotion to that and a physical sensation that it's just like wow my body was built to do this you well know being. like i don't do this when i'm like stressed out at work and craning my you know crinkle you know like that doesn't feel like I'm doing, my body's doing what it was meant to do. But there's times where I, I, you would help me into a pose and I'd just be like, I had this sense that like, wow, my body's really happy right now because it's built to do this. And I've never done this before. Like, it's like, finally, this is one of the things we're really good at, Colin, you know? And uh, so that was just like, it, it helped beyond just helping me get into my body. It, I think it helped me really start forming a relationship between my mind and my body that isn't like, I feel like in our culture, 
there's so much of a war between those things. Like we're trying to, with our minds, force ourselves on a diet. With our minds, we're trying to force ourselves to do this workout DVD that we bought 10 years ago and we never watched, mm-hmm. you know? And there's this disconnection between the mind and the body. And it feels like we're in our minds fighting with our body. Our bodies are betraying us or fighting against us. And for me, the thing that came out of my yoga work with you was like, oh, like my body's awesome, my mind is awesome, but they are different things within me and they need to work. My life is the best when they work together. (laughs) Very spiritual. Yeah, so, all right. Well, thank you so much, we're out of time. I I feel like we could talk forever about this, but thank you so much, Tanya. Um, It was a real pleasure to have you here. I I think a lot of people are gonna get a lot out of what you shared here today, so thank you for that. Tanya, can you um, work with people via Zoom? Do you, is it all in person or do you also work with people remotely? Yeah, so I'm I'm an in-person client and a Zoom client, sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah. just wanted some clarity on that. That's good Mm -hmm. to know. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. You're welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. So your business right now, your primary business is called Healing with Tanya. Do I have that correct? Okay, I didn't get your last name right, but I got your business name right. Um, <laughs> we will. I will put um, your links to your stuff and all the explanations and everything. But for people that are in their car listening only, um, do you have like a web address or an Instagram or whatever that would be the best? Yes. Healingwithtanya.com, and Instagram is same. Healing with Tanya. And then okay. could you spell your the way you spell T A N I A. It's all so different. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fitting because you're unique. Yes, yes um, very unique. Stephanie, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do it? Uh, www.powerinjoy.com, P-O-W-E-R-I-N-J-O-Y. And I have a free 30-minute discovery session. I look forward to chatting with you. And best way to reach me, you can follow me or write me a message on Instagram. I'm at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N underscore Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S underscore Worcester, W-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can also find my band Red Treasure on Spotify, Apple Music, and other platforms. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you've listened to the audio version um, on your podcast platform, thank you so much for watching us. If you've watched us on YouTube, uh, please like, subscribe, whatever you feel called to do to help other people find the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, We wish you a prosperous, abundant, and healthy week, and we'll see you next time on Co-Creation Station. Thanks, everybody. Bye, y'all.